Hello and welcome to the All-American Maker Podcast. My name is Brendan Halbum, and today my guests are Luke and Gillian from Agape Custom Shop in Salem, Oregon. I recently had the privilege of meeting up with Luke and Gillian on a long road trip that I took through Washington and Oregon, meeting up with several different makers. Luke and Gillian produce over a dozen different customizable products, including leather patch hats, leather-wrapped mason jars, and flasks. These are all available on allamericanmaker.us with the All American Maker logo. If you would like to watch the full video interview with Luke and Gillian, head on over to patreon.com slash allamericanmaker, where you will also gain access to exclusive content and products only available to my Patreon supporters. So uh, I'm here at Agape Custom Shop in Salem, Oregon. It's uh, been a wild ride driving here, <laughs> but uh, it's really awesome to meet you guys in person. Yeah. Um, I know it's uh, really easy to disconnect when you're just doing business over Instagram. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you don't really talk to the person, you don't see their face or how they react, how you talk. And so mm-hmm. it's really cool to like get to know you guys in person and uh, know you as people and not just hey. Instagram DMing, right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> so... Uh, can you guys introduce yourselves, uh, tell the audience like ab- about how you guys uh, maybe met each other and then go into like how uh, you started your own business and how you work together in that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to share anything you don't want to, but uh, <laughs> uh, just to kind of help everybody get to know you because um, the whole idea that I want to portray is like, Giving a little more transparency than you would get on Instagram right. and getting to know people as people instead of just making a thing, right. you know? Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Uh, <laughs> my name is Luke. Um, this is my wife, Gillian. And uh, we met uh, when I was a senior in high school, and she was a freshman in college, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Prop, props there. Um, I was a bean bean slinger at uh, Taco Time in Newburgh. There, and we had a mutual friend um, that I worked with that knew her, and so she kind of hooked us up in under the guise of friendship. And then I was hooked. So she took a little bit uh, getting used to. Not that long. Couple convincing, of I guess you'd say. Anyways, um, yeah. But so. Uh, we were we met in 2000 and we're married in 2001. Mm-hmm. I grew up here in in Oregon in the Willamette Valley, and uh, um, she grew up in the South for most of her life until she was about 13 and moved out here. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I started Agape Custom Shop as a guitar equipment company back in 2012. Towards the end of the summer, 2012, making pedal boards, and that that advanced into uh, guitar cabinets for amplifiers, and then eventually guitar cases, and that's how the leather started by using leather accents for corners and straps and stuff sure. for guitar cases, and then uh, when she was pregnant with our fifth, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I decided that well we kind of decided mutually because she needed help uh she had hurt her back and the boutique guitar industry is really difficult niche mm-hmm. high cost low gain long hours and so i was quitting that side of the business and uh, i had some leather scraps left over from some projects and i made some leather trays or a leather tray for my tobacco pipes oh, okay and some friends saw that on instagram 
and asked what it would cost to make them one. I'm like, I have no idea how much you want to pay. They're like, here's how about this? And I'm like, yeah, that works. So I made one for him and then ordered a logo just to see, you know, maybe I can stamp and make a few of these. And then sold like uh, four, four more in addition to his in about 30 minutes. Wow. Just by posting on my personal page. And I'm like, mm, okay, so I made a few more. And actually I made like 10 more. And mm-hmm. then sold those in about two hours. So bought some more <laughs> leather, made some more. And it just kind of, I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of cool. Because instead of like making guitar products at high cost, high hours, low gain mm-hmm. for all these custom orders, I can make a handful of trays when I want to make them. And I know I can sell them. Yeah. And so that kind of became... A, a low key, low stress way to keep the business going mm-hmm. and do something that I was really enjoying doing. Mm-hmm. And from there, it just kind of took off. And yeah, it, yeah. we switched the brand over officially to the leather side. And we've been doing that since about 2015. Well, that's when Lily was born, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, so 2015, we've been straight just, just leather. Um, the trays morphed into, you know, wallets, a few other things, and then we had a friend of ours that we had made some leather mugs for um, with their farm's logo on it approach us about making a few hats for her husband. Okay. And made a few of those. The, they were hand-stitched, hand-saddle-stitched. <laughs> took about 15 minutes per hat just to stitch the patch onto it, mm-hmm. not including the time it took to make the patch and all that. Mm-hmm. Um and so those, and then before we knew it, we had more people asking to make make them hats. And so we're like, I can't hand stitch all these. And no. so we ended up investing in, in an industrial saddle machine that uh, I use primarily for most of the hats. And mm-hmm. then and that we bought another machine and it just kind of took off. And now custom branding for businesses, making leather patch hats, mm-hmm. which are super hot right now. Um, that is 99% of our business right. is corporate That's branding. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. we still have our own products that we make, but uh, primarily we just work with businesses to help promote their business through products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's how my candle business got going. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, nobody cared about my brand, right? <laughs> so I was like, well, they care about that brand and that brand and that brand. So I approached them at first mm-hmm. and I was like, what do you think about this? And they loved it and mm-hmm. like, like people already have a following if they right. have like a brewery or any business whatsoever. Right. Like for me, it was breweries with uh, beer scented candles, but right. like you could have a lawn care business uh-huh. and want to get your own hats, you know, if oh, you yeah. have employees or something. So exactly. like, I feel like it could literally be to anyone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'm surprised. Like, I mean, it's purely just marketing and getting the word out. Mm-hmm. You guys could literally be selling like 10,000 hats a day. Right. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know, if you, that's what, you wanted to do mm-hmm. it's um yeah it's crazy like i'll tell you um so we don't sell a lot of our own hats right you know especially not with just our brand on it i don't i don't even make them with our brand anymore we just have some that we designed like like that when you're wearing like mm-hmm. just the flags and stuff but uh every every single customer i've had um business wise has sold out like very quickly yeah, yeah. Hats. and our minimum order is low uh, we try to keep it competitive and in a way to, to help out the small businesses that can't afford to right. 
purchase 100 hats mm -hmm. at a time, which is what, what the company like Richardson and stuff require, those big orders. They're like, we can't afford that. So I keep the, the minimums low. Um, and But yeah, they never have any problem selling, mm -hmm. selling them out. I mean, they, you said uh, landscaping. We have a, a, a local company that we, during this COVID stuff, we tried to help uh, small businesses by doing... Um, uh, doing pre-sales mm -hmm. and so they could they could order a hat with no cost and we would make the hat for them make one hat take pictures of it for them and give that to them and then they could advertise that for pre-sale so yeah. there's no upfront cost for them and they ended up ordering like 50 they they got orders for like 50 hats in two days just just their their customers and they they are a um, wildlife removal company so hmm. if you have like pests and stuff they'll come in with their live traps and remove yeah. them safely without you know poison like a skunk and stuff or like a raccoon yeah, or exactly. something yeah i'm not sure if they do like bees or what but they do that and then uh, two weeks later they ordered another you know minimum order just wow. to, to refill because they knew they had more orders coming in. It yeah. helps that their logo is really cute. <laughs> their logo is adorable. <laughs> that is a huge component to it because yeah. there's so many companies i know where their logo they just need a new one. Right. <laughs> um, but once you have a logo or a brand that people can like recognize and get mm -hmm. behind and they're like, oh yeah, I identify with that or they mm -hmm. just think it's cute. cute. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll buy into it. There's yep. a local totally. sushi, uh, sushi cart that we love. It's our favorite sushi. And his logo, again, is just really, it's, it's distinctive, mm -hmm. but it's super cute. And so he had placed a hat order recently and he only placed places one swag order a year okay. and so he placed a hat order of 30 mm -hmm. yeah 30 and he sold out in a week so, that's awesome yeah but, it's pretty cool yeah so like what would you say would be the definite difference between like trying to sell your own brand versus recognizing okay like let's do custom for other people because i know there's like <clears throat> 5,000 leather workers out there mm -hmm. and you know any business that you do mm -hmm. it has the possibility for customization mm -hmm. right so like to anybody out there like what would you say would be like defining moment say of taking that leap and being like okay I'm more or less going to abandon the idea of pushing my brand mm -hmm. and supporting other people's brands right well um, honestly for me it was uh, so businesses, you know, the the common saying, you got to spend money to make money. Mm -hmm. so businesses are always looking to advertise and promote their business in whatever way they can. Um, T-shirts, hats, merch, and stuff like that is like the first way that they think about other than like an Instagram ad or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and just from, I guess you can call it trial and error, but just not selling our own branded stuff very much yeah. and maybe some reviews that we had uh, sent some products to people to review finding that more people unless it's unless it's like a multi-million dollar brand like Gucci or Louis Vuitton where people want that label mm -hmm. is a status thing right. most people don't want a big brand mm -hmm. on their on their their product unless they like that company and that business mm -hmm. and so we weren't selling a whole lot of our stuff not to mention you need thousands of followers on like social media for it to translate into 25 sales yeah exactly right. and yeah. so so we weren't selling a lot of our own but i knew that companies like uh, um, one of our first big clients was a gun store up in bremerton washington mm -hmm. and 
they they had a very loyal following of yeah. customers and they knew that they could sell hats at their shop you know and it, with my small minimums and stuff that we had they could yeah let's shoot all order 24 hats no problem and you know they can sell them to their local local following and i knew i mean if i sell 24 hats at a wholesale which is half of what i charge retail mm-hmm. um sell 24 of those it's as if i just sold 12 of my own Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it might take me two, three months to sell 12 of my own at the size of company that we are. Sure. And so, but I can do that like that, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, st- I can still make a profit even with, with, with the low prices that we charge compared to some of the other leather patch companies out there. I know I can still make a profit at it. And again, I'm helping out another small business and they're, even if they don't, you know, it doesn't turn a lot of business their way. They're not making a lot of money off selling a, a hat. Sure. Um, they can give them away or whatever. And now, you know, I see my products walking mm-hmm. around town. Or right. I see companies tagging us on Instagram or we just follow them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They're showing pictures of their customers wearing the swag that we made for them. Yeah. And their name's getting out there. And, you know, people see that and they see that quality. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've gotten emails from someone not because they found our page on Instagram, but because another company that we sold hats to told them about us. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, okay. That's and cool. in a way, we're creating brand recognition mm-hmm. um, simply by creating a good product for other companies to showcase their stuff mm-hmm. and their name. Um, but it's just creating that brand recognition for other people to kind of turn back around, and it comes full circle in a lot of ways, and oh, it really yeah. has. Um, for a lot of local businesses and I mean even businesses across the country that you know they've used competitors and I'm not trying to downplay mm-hmm. competitors but but because we're small we're locally owned keep the minimums low and our prices are very reasonable mm-hmm. um, they see that and they see the quality of work and so it just ends up coming full circle it's been really really cool yeah that's awesome mm-hmm so uh as far as like working here at home and Mm -hmm. like close to home uh (laughs) with your family and everything how do you balance that home work life you know between because i know for me like i can leave my house and it's like 15 minutes to my shop right Mm -hmm. so obviously my wife can call me and she can ask me questions and and, like if she needs help with something but i'm not right there where she can be like hey can you go mow the lawn you know like (laughs) um so like uh, like, how do you balance that of like defining those areas, mm-hmm. but also loving your family? Right. You know, right? Because they're here. <laughs> well, it, it's been tough. I'll be honest. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes <laughs> as as a husband and as a father by trying to as as I don't know. This might sound sexist. I don't know. I don't care. But as a, <laughs> as a man, uh-huh. I feel that it's my responsibility, my God given responsibility, to support my family, sure. whatever way that looks mm-hmm. like, whether it be financially, well, physically, it's how you're wired. you know. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so I looked at this business, which is still a part time. Well, it's not really part time so much because I still have a full time job being mm-hmm. active duty in the military. But uh, this is like my retirement plan. Yeah. I want to build this business. And in my mind, as, as a husband and a father, I'm like, well, I need to build this business so I can make money so I can support my family. Mm-hmm. Well, in the process of doing that, I was like sacrificing time with my family mm-hmm. by means of 
trying to support them financially. Sure. And it, the, the balance was not right. And so we've, we've had to make, uh, we made a shift mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years ago and just prioritizing specific family time that's like non-negotiable mm -hmm. so we have family movie night is friday nights mm -hmm. um every friday night that's that's what we do i mean we might go to a friend's house but we're together as a family mm -hmm. um but usually it's just i mean we love watching movies so that's what we do as a family we watch movies we'll order movie pizza clubs. or something like that yeah <laughs> right. oh man. We, that's that's half our dialect is is movies but <laughs> um just making those priorities um the kids are mostly welcome out here the mm -hmm. little ones tend to come out here and just kind of mess with stuff poke and around, poke around. <laughs> you know so, so we might have to shoo them away but just being available mm -hmm. um we are veteran owned but family operated yeah and I, to the point of like our kids will help us prep patches and stuff like that that's so cool we, yeah. after we laser engrave them or uh, whatever we're doing uh, once the patch is ready to go on the hat they'll put the little double-sided sticky mm -hmm. on the back of it before we you know they'll, they can actually stick them on the hat i have one of our sons our youngest son He's 11. He loves to help anything he can do hmm. that's working with his hand. So he helps me a lot with mm -hmm. just prepping hats, um, prepping patches, doing stuff like that. Gillian helps with a lot of that. She's she's kind of the, uh, she does a lot of the finish work. Not like stain finish, but like final uh um, rivets, things rivets, like that. Rivets, yeah, final uh, assembly oh, products cool. and stuff yeah. like that. So our mugs and stuff like that, she'll set the rivets, she'll put them together. After I, I do like the, the main leather work, <laughs> she did all years <laughs> for your mugs and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, you know, we work together, so mm -hmm. we can be out here together in the shop working. Um, but again, it's just, it's been, it's been a, a learning curve of, of balancing mm -hmm. that home time. And then and Tuesday shop. nights. Yep. Tuesday nights are our date night. Um, Gotta have we, those. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we have five kids. Our oldest is 15 and our youngest is five. And mm -hmm. um, for a long time, there wasn't the availability to go out and just spend quality one-on-one -on -one time together right. without having to pay for a babysitter. And to pay for a babysitter for that many kids is not, it's yeah, not it's feasible expensive. for us. <laughs> so, um, you know, we live mostly <clears throat> off of his military pay. Okay. And so... Um, for a while, it was it was a struggle, and then as our oldest got old enough, um, and he proved to us that he was responsible enough, um, that has given us the freedom to prioritize the date night. So that couple of years back, when we made that major time shift of um, what our schedule was going to look like, mm -hmm. um, we focused pretty hard on having a weekly date night too, which was a lifesaver. It was a marriage saver mm -hmm. too, because oh, yeah. I mean we've been married this year makes it 19 and you know so our marriage now looks completely different than when we first got married or even in the middle points and so uh, but it's been by God's grace that we're still together and we're still growing and working together and he's still my best friend and yeah. so um, but date nights were a big huge huge part of it um, as far as just us knowing what our time needs to look like right. you know and we have we have customers that you know we definitely they are important and their orders are important to us but if we push aside what is most important to us as a unit and as a family then the rest of it's all going to fall apart oh yeah and it's not even important no exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. in exactly. the grand scheme of things and that's when you know the priority starts shifting there was a couple of years ago that we really started making these like we need to do something different or I need to quit the business basically mm -hmm. and figure mm -hmm. something else out. 
Um, and uh, at about that point, <clears throat> instead of me doing all the work by myself and just getting stressed mm -hmm. and working longer and stuff like that, uh, she volunteered to help. And so we brought her into it and taught her some of the things that I, mm -hmm. that I could totally do, but it takes time away from the other stuff that she can't do. Sure. So teaching her those little things and we could spend more time together mm -hmm. in the shop. Obviously, the kids, you know, can't all be out here when we're doing that. But at least for us, we got some more time together. And then it, you know, helped with production. And it's way more fun to, <laughs> to work with another person. Oh, yeah. And then when that other person is your spouse. Throwing movie quotes at each other. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and and we've, the business has grown because I have included her instead of mm -hmm. feeling like I need to do all the work so she can relax. Mm. Including her, the business has grown mm -hmm. because she's more... Outgoing than I am. Yep. Yeah. Um, she def <laughs> she's definitely better looking, so that's helped with some of the men-owned businesses. I know, you're very I feel pretty. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I just like including her in there. I mean, she she has great taste, and I, I bounce ideas off her. I'm like, hey, does this mm -hmm. look good? And she's like, no, or yes, it does. <laughs> oh um, yeah. You know, and then you know, maybe tweak it like this. Or like, oh, that's a good idea. You know. So working together mm -hmm. has made. The, the time out here in the shop more beneficial. It, the products get out quicker mm -hmm. and we're able to spend time together. Yeah. And including the family in the family business has been key to yeah. making yeah. it worth the sacrifice of time with your mm -hmm. family. And when our kids are involved too with helping, just the little bits here and there, um, they are more apt to not whine and complain when they know we have to spend time in the shop you know they'll mm -hmm. ask do you have any work for us to do yeah. and it it just ties it all together that they're a lot more understanding and they just have that understanding of it's family work it's you know daddy is carries the brunt of it but it is family work and so with our boys helping and our girls can even help sometimes actually our eight-year-old she just likes to try to clean whatever she can. And there's been a couple of times we'd have, you know, Dora the Explorer, sweeper, no sweeping. Like, because she just wants to sweep everything. She was sweeping the driveway exactly. before I got here. Proof, see? Sweeping um, the gravel. Yeah, sweeper, no sweeping. But, you know, they just, if they know they're close to us and they're wanted and their mm -hmm. presence is wanted, oh, yeah. they're completely content. That's huge for a kid. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So even if all they're doing is sweeping, yeah, I know. Right. And we're blessed with some pretty amazing kids. Mm -hmm. Like they're awesome and just they're helpful. And if they don't want to help, it's not like we're twisting their arms. So yeah, yeah. So where do you guys see this business going in the future? Like, do you want to grow it to be really big, or do you want to figure out systems and put those in place to do a much higher volume? Like. What does that look like for you? Um, well, the the plan and the hope and the prayer <laughs> is to uh, retire from the Army National Guard full time and do the business full time. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't. I'm not a super apt business man. <laughs> sure. Like I I'm good with my hands. I make mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I have limited abilities on social media and stuff like that. I found some tricks that, that work well to create a look and a feel social media wise and whatnot. But as far as like the business side of owning a business, I'm not super great at that. So growing a business 
is scary to me to the point where I have to hire a bunch of employees and stuff like that. And I know just from other makers that I follow that it's possible to support the family and still keep it a family run to where it's like me and Gillian running it mm-hmm. or just me doing most of the work. I know it's possible to get there oh, definitely. and support the family. So that's really where I want it to get. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't look to get rich out of this. Uh, some of my boys want to help out with the business more as they get older. My mm-hmm. oldest, wants to, he likes the business idea of things. He yeah. wants to go to school for business, which is awesome because two years ago he didn't want to go to school he wanted to become a Lego engineer without having to go to school that's awesome right now he's like I want to be a Lego engineer <laughs> now as a freshman he's he's been taking he's taken like some business classes mm. some computer mm-hmm. classes and he gets excited about the part of the business that I hate okay which is mm-hmm. running the numbers mm-hmm. and all the logistical behind the scenes stuff that yeah you know, people see these leather patch hats and they think oh that's that's awesome but there's so much behind that mm-hmm. right back and forth t- discussing what kind of products the customer might want logo design all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff uh, before it ag- actually gets anything onto leather mm-hmm. yeah you know and so uh if we can get to the point where the business is it's big enough that it can support our family and i can, you can just work this you know eight hours a day um, that would be great right now um, I'm working evenings, to mm-hmm. sometimes up two, three o'clock in the morning, and then I get up. I got my full-time job, and I'm out here. Saturdays is my all big day. work day. Mm-hmm. I'm out here all day long, sometimes mm-hmm. late into the night, and uh, with not a lot of time for other stuff. And sure. so we'd like to get it to the point where it can support our family by working, you know, eight to five, eight to six out here in the shop, and then I have my evenings with my family. Mm-hmm. I was telling my youngest boy. Uh, just the other day, he's like, you know, do you think you and mom will ever, like, not have to work for, like, a day? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm like, yes, yes, we can get there right now. It's, it's, it's kind of tough. You know, we have our days off that we take. But for the most part, any mm-hmm. free time I have, I'm out here working. Sure. Because we're trying to build the business. And I told him, I'm like, well, we sacrifice some time now mm-hmm. so that we can build the business so later daddy can just do this and I can work normal daytime hours and then all my evenings will be free yeah. won't have to work in the in the weekends you know you talk to a lot of small business owners they're like dude I work every day seven days a week and I don't want to get to that point I know no. a lot of other business owners that can just work nine to five yeah. you know and production as long as we can get organized and get to the point where everything is just kind of streamlined mm-hmm. and we can just pump out orders quickly like if you if you came to me today with a ready to go logo and said um, I need 24 hats and I happen to have 24 of those hats in stock um, I could start on it today and have the hats for you by tomorrow like I know I can do that with a small but mm-hmm. right now we have like seven or eight orders in the queue right some of them are 24 small hat orders others are 30 some of them are 50 mm-hmm. so it's like that's a lot of hats I have 125 hats for a company down in California right now that the patches are ready to go mm-hmm. we got to stitch those get them out you know so those those bigger orders take more time mm-hmm. and so if I can get it to the point where you know it's organized more streamlined and it's just us supporting our family that's ideal mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. i love the work i enjoy the work mm-hmm. being out here i enjoy working with leather i love taking an idea and putting it 
to practical use, whether it be like a functional item like a mug mm-hmm. with someone's brand on it or, you know, just a hat yeah. you know, that they can uh, show off like that. I enjoy the, the finished product. Mm-hmm. And so getting it from start to finish, we, you know, streamline that and then I'll be happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, at the end of the day, what anybody really wants is to spend more time with their family. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And pay their bills. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. what, like <laughs> getting rich isn't the end goal because mm-hmm. happiness doesn't come when you're rich. Right. It doesn't come when you're rich. You're happy when you spend the most time with the ones you love. Right. And you can only do that if you're doing something you love. And in best case scenario, you're doing it with them. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money's a necessary evil. We needed to eat. You know, we gotta, we gotta have a roof over our heads and stuff like that. But like, why, why work if all you're gonna do is work? Like, yeah. you know, we mm-hmm. we work so we can uh, afford a house that is comfortable for our family. You know. I know, I just saw that. Welcome to real life. (laughs) You know, we we work for, so we can provide a home so that we can enjoy that home so we're comfortable there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so we can afford to spend time together, go on a camping trip, take a vacation, Mm -hmm. those types of things. But they all cost money. Yep. You know, and so it's a necessary evil. So if I can make that necessary evil by doing something that I enjoy, mm-hmm. then, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can die happy. And so if I can retire from the military and do this full time, that's that's ideal. I don't know if that's what God has for us. I hope it does. I mean the way where he's brought us, I'd be I'd be really surprised if it's not to do that. Right. You know? Um, but you know, who knows? But even then if he has something different for us, it's gonna be even better and more suited to who we are as a family oh, yeah. um, than this, but it's hard to imagine something better than what we've got going mm-hmm. here and, and the community that we've been able to cultivate and the customers we've been able to make and get in touch with mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, develop. <laughs> we drive from New York just to be with I us. I know, right? Just no one else, just <laughs> us. <laughs> just you guys. Just us. Oak Harbor, psh. Um, no. <laughs> But just developing these relationships with these customers that we actually can now consider friends, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. which I got, is I have a lot of friends. Yeah, that started as customers and now they're like buddies and they're texting me about non-leather stuff. You know, oh just, yeah, you just you create those relationships with other human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's great. Yeah, this has been. It's definitely a need. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it can't always be about business and it can't always be about you know just doing business mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i mean <clears throat> transparently like i used to go to an established church and now i'm a part of a house church because mm-hmm. one of the things that i really craved was actual genuine relationship with right. people mm-hmm. and i feel like that got lost a lot in just the business of doing church right mm-hmm. and it's the same way in you know as a maker in the community it's really easy to always just be talking about business ideas right. or creative mm-hmm. ideas and if you're able to get to know people and get close enough to them to where you're like hey like this is the shot of the fish I got this weekend. Right. Like, like that's awesome because mm-hmm. it goes so much deeper than just being like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, how much is it for a hat or how right. much is right. it for this? Um, and you can't put a price tag on that. Right. No. And I've seen, I've, I've noticed that it seems almost um, this generation now of business people, people that have made a point to 
you know, develop what they do into a business, um, that if they're kind of of that same mindset, cultivating that community mm -hmm. and that relationship, um, it still doesn't sacrifice the business either. Right. It, it only strengthens makes, it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It makes that connection stronger. We can have conversations about family and about kids and work related things and then be like, okay, hey, all right, let's talk about your order. And it doesn't take away from either or. You're not like, I'm only trying to get to know you just to get your business. <laughs> yeah. Like I've Which seen that, something but people have done. Some people, but we've yeah. just been so blessed to um, most of our customers, I would say 99% of our customers that are return customers, mm -hmm. we're able to create that dynamic that we're not sacrificing who we are for the sake of business, nor are we sacrificing business just to be like, okay, but well, we're still friends, right? Yeah. It, mm -hmm. It's been really, really cool. Yeah, finding that balance. And, and they seem to be kind of similarly minded, which That's has been awesome. really cool. Yeah. It's not always easy to find, but no, when true. you find it, <laughs> it's a yeah, good thing. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Hmm. Any other topic ideas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, we should talk about like your bags, because you make more than just hats. I do. And you make more than just the mugs. Mm -hmm. Like what specifically about the bags? I don't know. They're just really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just do a quick rundown of okay. all the stuff that you guys the products have. we make. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about all the products you guys make. Like, I know that you make hats. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've seen some mugs and different stuff, mm -hmm. or at least leather wraps for mason jars and right. different mm -hmm. things. Like, what are some of the stuff you guys do? Uh, we do uh, most, when you think of leather companies uh, that make you know, leather products and stuff, we do uh, pretty much a little bit of everything. We make wallets, we make belts, uh, we make... Um, like we started was with leather trays mm -hmm. so uh, I made them designed for loading tobacco pipes so that you don't get your the tobacco all over the place you can have a tray a lot of people would use paper plates or just paper towels or get their wives counters coated in tobacco wives eat that <laughs> so like a tray keeps it all contained it looks nice mm -hmm. um, but they, they also work great as an as a dump tray for Mm -hmm. EDC and, and stuff like that. Uh, we uh, some of the the non-traditional things you may not think of is uh, we make uh, leather gun mats. Okay. So uh, there's uh, there's a company out there that makes. Well, there's probably a couple of companies, but they make like the foam mats for like when you clean your gun. Right. Yeah. You unroll uh, like tech. I think uh, tech mats. Uh, we make a similar product out of leather. So okay. um, that was our. One of our first customers for the patch hats out of Bremerton, that gun store, he came up with the idea. And uh, Tankworks Armory is, is the name of the company. Mm. Super great guys. And uh, anyways, so he wanted double some of those. Up. Right? A double thumbs up. And so I, I sourced some some cool leather that's not going to look bad if you spill mm -hmm. some oil on it or gun cleaner or stuff like that. So it's a nice, just something to lay out. Um, to work on your guns, uh, assembling them, cleaning them, whatever you're going to do. Mm -hmm. So we make those. Um, holsters. We make holsters, leather holsters. We just started doing that. Uh, I've been prototyping for about a year, year and a half, and finally okay. have a good uh, good design that I'm happy with. Nothing we make, we don't use ourselves. True. Sure. We, everything we make, we, we test ourselves, and if we 
if we don't like how it works or it doesn't function like it's supposed to, we redesign it. And then, mm -hmm. um, so everything that, that we sell to the customer is something that we have tested, we use every day. Mm -hmm. Like the mugs, we use for a coffee every day. Every day. Every day. And you know, unless we buy the coffee, but sometimes even if we buy the coffee, we'll dump it into the mugs. Right. It, it just works well. We like iced coffee and those are perfect for iced coffee. Um, yeah. But like, so... Uh, you know, I've been testing the, the holsters. I got a couple mm -hmm. more designs that I want to use. So uh, we nailed down our outside waistband. Now we have an inside waistband uh, for concealed carry, and uh, that that's starting to to take off a little bit and grow some momentum. We got a few orders in the queue right now for those. Um, I made uh, guitar straps. Yeah, guitar straps. We do those. Um, I do. Uh, I just did a. I don't know how many of these will sell because it's a lot of time, but I did a pistol belt um, mm. <laughs> for a revolver for all cowboy bullets. style. Yep. Yeah. It's got all yeah. the... Yeah. We'll have to... We'll That's have to a lot of work. Of that. Oh, man. Yeah. That <laughs> that took about probably eight or nine hours just for that one. Um, they better uh, like that. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, it's for me. Oh, uh, well, you head, better so. like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. I love it. It's I, I grew up being a big cowboy fan, so that mm. was a lot of fun to do. Um, bags. But, yeah. We do, we do bags. We have tote... Style, most of them are tote style mm -hmm. bags. Um, I want to get into doing some roll top backpacks and stuff like that. I have one there in the back that was a, a prototype. There's a few design changes I want to make to it. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, right now, like we don't have a whole lot of time for prototyping because we're so busy with the hats. Right. Yeah. And so I, I've been back and forth whether or not I want to just lean in and just scrub everything else and just do hats but i i'm we a maker have too much fun i'm a maker well that's I the thing is yeah you stuff, have to have so. a creative outlet and right. a lot of times that comes in like the prototyping and the creative design and figuring out something new and right, right. like if you take that element out of it then it, yeah like you say it's just no fun anymore right. <laughs> and, and make as a maker like you enjoy making this stuff but i really i'm also i'm also a gifter so i enjoy mm -hmm. watching people open presents you know something that i bought for them mm -hmm. or something I made for them. And it's so when I make better. a product oh, yeah. that um, a company, for a company, and they're like, dude, this is so sick. You know, we just sold out like in like three days, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like, I feel great. I mean, yeah. it makes me feel awesome. Like, I, you know, the money side is great because I need the money to sure. run the business. But at the same time, like, I feel more fulfilled when you know i get those that feedback from them and they're excited about how the mm -hmm. product turned out mm -hmm. than i do when i invoice them and i get paid like yeah invoice it that's great because now i know i can go and do more right um but when i get that feedback from them that they're super stoked on it then that's that's super fulfilling mm -hmm. to me as a maker so that motivates me to want to make more stuff and, right. yeah. and to take these designs that are in my head prototype them and like I might think it's cool, but until I find someone else like, dude, that's really cool, then I'm I'm like, ah, is it that cool? Mm -hmm. You know, but once they like, yeah, I like that, I'm like, sweet. What else can I make? You know? Yeah. So and yeah, I don't think makers should ever buy gifts. Right. No. Like, right? like you guys make enough of a diverse uh, product mm -hmm. line to where you've got to find something that you make mm -hmm. that someone can enjoy. So. Well, and the one thing that I've been really grateful for is um, about two years ago. Uh, we had been talking about maybe me coming on and helping do some jewelry. Oh, yeah. And um, right at that time when we had talked about it, we had a friend contact us and ask if it would be possible for us to make her, like, 
a leather cuff and earring set because she had an interview for law school and she was really nervous and she wanted something looked super pulled together and professional. Mm -hmm. And so he started looking up um, earring designs and things like that. And so he was, we were teaming up together to d pick out the earring designs that we wanted. And that began a whole huge other line of products that we started putting out that I actually get to do like that's my hand okay. um, I do the cuffs and I do the earrings and I hand wire all the earrings and um, I pick out the colors and then he'll he'll prototype some colors and ask me you know yay or nay but like that gets to be my Mm -hmm. personal touch in it and I don't want any, I don't want any part of that and a huge part of that <laughs> it is it's it's very tedious and it's it's tiny work mm -hmm. but a big part of that it brought in a whole new range of customers too oh yeah so like if a woman's looking for earrings mm -hmm. but then she's like oh that hat would look great on my husband right exactly bam exactly. and so when we when we've done some pop-up markets and things those like sell that than anything else those are our top sellers oh yeah the earrings I mean because you yeah. know we, again we try to keep our prices low like I think as a husband, am I going to want to pay this price to buy this thing for my wife when she sees it, you know, mm -hmm. when we're out shopping? I'm like, I'm not paying, you know, like what I want to charge as a business owner and as a maker, I'm like, I don't want to pay that. Sure. So like, can right. we, can we just so like can keep, you it, do that keep it low right. and, and we found a good price point that mm -hmm. finds mm -hmm. a good balance there. And again, like I, it's, it's almost like it's an un, like unsaid competition out there to see if you know, how many man products I can sell versus like the female and I just I get destroyed every time. Oh nice. You know, the, the earrings, they're boom, boom, boom. They don't wow. they don't cost as much as the other products, but we sell so many more of those, it's just like, why do I even bring hats? You know? Because we sell some we sometimes. Do. We, do, we do sell some hats, but mostly it's the earrings. Yeah. But yeah. Great. Oh yeah. My cousin Holly, she makes them out of uh it's kind of I wouldn't call it faux leather, but they have like it's like not paper, but it's not leather. It's, it's like, like Tolex, something vinyl, vinyl. Yeah, but she yeah. like cuts them out by hand and makes mm -hmm. earrings, and oh, she cool. sells hundreds of right? of them like at shows. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's like women will buy my aunt. <laughs> Because it's her daughter, she's bought like fifty pair. Oh, yeah. Well, like cheap and impulse buys are are my jam. Like <laughs> if it's something that I that looks good and is even quality, and that's I think the one thing why there's such a huge seller, especially in person, mm -hmm. um, because you see that they're really good quality. Most of the time, the women are touching them. They're like, "Wait, is this, this leather? leather?" And we're like, "Yeah, it's full, full grain leather. You don't see um, anything fake because they're super lightweight." But they see that they're quality. They're a really reasonable price point, mm -hmm. and they're like right there. You can take it. Yeah. Um, and so, cheap quality impulse buys are fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, as a maker, I'm like, oh yeah, I will make these. I will sit at the table and spend four hours making earrings. I've got no problems with that. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what are you gonna come up with next? Yeah. I, know. I don't know. Oh, like they. Leather aprons has big been probably the biggest mm -hmm. like request that we've gotten. So we've done some that stuff for some barbecue companies. Leather, yeah, it, it does. does. And so trying to find a good price point and a design that I like, I have, I have some ideas in my head of what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's finding the time, and I can't, I can't really price something out appropriately for a company until I've done the time study and figured out how 
much time it takes me plus the cost of materials. Yeah. And so it's just one of those things that like I don't know if we'll ever get to that or mm -hmm. not, but I get a lot of requests from barber shops and uh, barbecue. chefs, barbecue companies, you know, stuff mm. like that that they want. Are they wanting stuff. straight leather? Yeah. Like all leather, nothing mm -hmm. else. For the most part, I mean, I've looked into the wax canvas and like doing like some wax canvas with some combo, leather yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but again, I just haven't had the the time. the time to prototype, and no one's wanting to throw three hundred dollars at me to prototype something for him. So that's so true. that's also like a retirement plan. If he's mm -hmm. in here, you know, eight hours a day, he's going to be able to have time to you know three or four days a week work on filling orders, and then have one day of strictly prototype day. And like then test out products. And, and so he's like still working full time, but mm -hmm. these are the ones that are going to be like, okay, these are the new ideas, or this is not going to work. We'll just sure. put that on the back burner or whatever. Um, so that's kind of also the retirement idea that we have and that we hope for. Um, he's pretty close to retirement. Um, next year makes it his 20. It's our 20th anniversary next year, and it's his 20 years in the military. Wow. Um, but we're also just kind of looking at the long-term military plan too, if if that's going to truly be his retirement or not. Hmm. So there's a couple of things that we're, we're praying for guidance, that the Lord would kind of really give us a clear idea of which direction he wants to, us to go. And then there's some things we're like, maybe it could, maybe it couldn't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> So kind of see it when it comes. Yeah, but, exactly. Know. Either way, it's gonna be good. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yep. yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Thanks, guys, for uh, being on the podcast, yeah. and uh, it's really cool to see your shop and meet you guys in person, and yeah. I know it's not going to be the last time that I come, oh, no. even yeah. though it is like 2,600 miles. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, just, it's just a drop. It's just I, a little drive. I think next time I might fly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. I would. Oh, that'd be so much nicer anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, I'm like, yourself. really all the gear I need is in my backpack anyway, so... There you go. Yeah. That yeah. works. But, uh, yeah, thank you very much, yeah, and uh, thank you for thank having you. me, and uh, I can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if you guys would like to learn more about Agape Custom Shop and all of the incredible products that Luke and Gillian produce, head on over to agapecustomshop.com. And you can also check out three of their products, which they've customized for All-American Maker, which are leather patch hats, leather-wrapped flasks, and leather-wrapped mason jars that are all available on allamericanmaker.us. And if you would like to support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash allamericanmaker and check out all of the options in ways that you can get behind and become a part of the All-American Maker community.